welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. In this show, we're going to talk about a popular topic, and that is pricing. Pricing your photography. Now, as you know, this show is for photographers as its core, but I'm always embracing other creatives, of course. And I think there's some topics that I'm going to share today or some ideas that I will share today that can apply to the pricing of pretty much any product or service. As a photographer, we are painfully aware of the competition, but we can't be aware of the competition when it comes to our pricing. Other people's pricing has nothing to do with our pricing. Their pricing is not your pricing, and you have to price based on many factors. We know that we are in a world where photography these days is more like a commodity. It's not the black box that it once was, where just the ability to create a good image that's in focus, well-composed, and exposed will get you a payday. Anybody can do that with their phone now, and I think a lot of photographers don't get that. And quite honestly, when I was back in art school, they were saying that back then. You need to add more, and that was before digital. They were saying that then. The instructors were very clear that a lot of people today can create just because there were program modes and autofocus and all that. So a lot of people could create good images at the time. You had to bring something more to the table. However, a lot of my fellow classmates kind of looked at me cross-eyed when I talked about business. And business of photography is super important, as you know. It's certainly a passion of mine. And many of those students who looked at me cross-eyed are not in the photography business anymore. Now, we have some excellent photographers from my class who are doing world-class work, and I've been proud to watch them do well, but they're just a handful of people still photographing today, at least professionally, because they looked at their art and then looked at fools like me who are prostituting their art for money. No, that's really what they would say. That's the way they would approach it. Then again, many of them are not photographing today, but I I offer no ill will to them. There's a lot of wonderful people that I went to school with, and some of them had totally different reasons for not following a career in photography. And some of them got married. Some of them found another passion. You know, some of them just quit altogether. It just wasn't for them. I mean, there are many reasons. It's not all about the money thing. I'm just kind of sharing that the fact is a lot of photographers, especially in the art community, have trouble with this. And a lot of I think a lot of photographers in general have trouble with pricing because they feel like, wow, you know, how can I charge somebody for something that I love to do? And especially that price. But the thing is, you have to charge those prices to be able to do what you love to do for a living over a long period of time. Now, we do have a problem, though. And the big problem, of course, is that photography has become such a commodity. A commodity 
is all about supply and demand. When there is a lot of demand and little supply, the price goes up. When there's a lot of supply and little demand, well, then the price goes down. We're kind of in that situation, although there is a lot of demand for photography. However, the supply is readily available everywhere, online, through stock, cheap stock, or through inexpensive photographers. And, you know, a lot of people, or even just via the smartphone, they can get a nice image, create, especially with all the filters, create a nice image many different ways for many different purposes without having to hire a photographer. Yet there are many people who still need a photographer. And it's up to you as a photographer in this climate to create an image or a product or a service that is so desirable that people will actually hire you. And what are the things you need to consider? Well, you need to consider the experience of working with you. What is the experience people have working with you? Is it a great experience? How can you level up that experience? How can you combine something new to your photography, whether it's a style or a technology, a skill or talent that you have that few others have to create something new? That's the combination code. That's what we preach here all the time, the combination code. And what is your brand? What is your reputation? Those are three of the things. And these are things that I'll be talking about. These are concepts that I'll be talking about in the three videos coming up over the next week. You just go over to Rosh.Photography and that takes you to the YouTube channel. And I'll be finishing out this series by breaking it up into day rates, hourly rates, and per minute rates. So if that's of interest to you, definitely head on over to YouTube to check those videos out. And I certainly will talk a little bit about this, of course, because our topic is pricing our photography. And I want to give you some very helpful clues into ways in which we can start off the process of examining and looking at our photography pricing in a way in which it'll keep us in business. Now, the first thing you have to do is look at the cost of doing business. Now, you may think, well, honestly, what does that really matter? And there are people who say that. It's not the customer's problem that you have a certain level of lifestyle that you have to maintain. They're willing to pay what they're willing to pay. And that is true in the commodity world. And if you want to play, again, in the commodity game, you can do that, but it's going to be a rough ride. Well, let's, let's be honest. It's a rough ride no matter where you are until you get the traction under the world of developing your brand and your reputation when you can develop that experience. But first, we need to figure out what our cost of doing business is before we can do anything else. And it's probably a lot higher than you think it is. Because not only do you have to go beyond the fact that you have a camera, and a lot of times people say, oh, well, I have a camera and I don't have a studio. So, you know, my cost of doing business is very low. You know, maybe I'll buy a lens this year or maybe 
update a little bit of equipment, but that's nothing. My cost of doing business is nothing. I work out of my home and there's nothing to it. My cost, it's all word of mouth. So that's where all of my new work comes from. What type of cost of doing business is there? Well, it's your life. And yes, you may have a spouse that brings in some income and that's fine. However, you know, there are a lot of people who have been, say, part-time photographers who charge very low prices and then decided maybe out of necessity, maybe they lost their job, maybe they lost their spouse, but they needed to survive on photography. They Maybe they just wanted to become a pro. That was a lifelong dream. And then they have to now raise their prices and all their clients, their reputation, the people who are referring them are referring them based on a different experience, a different pricing structure, and it just doesn't work. And they realize that they have to, in a sense, start all over. And it doesn't mean if you've been in business charging a lower rate for five years that it's going to take five years to get to where you are. No, it might take a year of really hard work to find the new clients or keep the clients that are willing to pay your new price or keep some of the good ones who are frequent, but even at the lower price, you know, they pay the bills. And that's sometimes you do that. Some, you don't have to raise your price on everyone. If some people are paying a good price but are consistent, sometimes it's certainly worth keeping them. But you do your cost of doing business by figuring out how much do you need to make. And yes, figure out your insurance. Figure out how much it costs you to buy new equipment and update your computer and buy new software. Think of all of the things that you need to run your business, even if you don't have a studio. Now let's add all of that up. And let's say that we're not going for the big numbers. And honestly, you don't have to go for the big numbers. A successful photographer, in my opinion, a successful business owner, in my opinion, is somebody who runs a business that has a positive cash flow. As I often say, I'd rather be a photographer who makes $50,000 a year and have a couple thousand left over than a photographer who makes a quarter of a million a year and owes 50000 at the end of that year meaning they brought in $250,000 worth of work, but they spent $300,000. That's not where I want to be. 